0: And uh, if you're going to the Wichita Symphony to hear Carmina Brana, you are on the Swan Cultivation. Right? That's right. Yes.
1: The, despite the fact that
0: <laughs> this is a, a somewhat carnal text.
1: <laughs> and Classical Rebellion. Rebellion
0: is back. We're back online. Yes. after. What? Uh, no. The Rebellion was flagging there for a bit. Well,
1: it's been a busy season. It has yeah. been an extremely busy season. I'm just coming off the injured reserve. Yes, uh, John and, has been...
0: Under and, the weather. <laughs> he's dressed for the part. I,
1: I am. But this is this is my, my fall fashion statement, my nod to the, the impending holidays. Yeah. Like, oh, man. Happy holidays. happy holidays. Happy uh, holidays. Uh, but, yeah, I'm just getting over this head cold, so I might yeah. sniffle and snuffle a little and bit. And we had Aida. We had Aida at San Diego Opera, which was a fascinating experience. It was, to and, say the uh, least. To say the least. Yeah. I think we'll say the least about it. But
0: we got to talk about Carmina. Burana Burana again
1: well can you talk about Carmina Burana too many times
0: apparently not
1: I guess not it's
0: a popular piece it's on the all time hit parade and you know what we're going to be talking about it in relationship to one of our favorite places, neither of us has ever been, <laughs> which is Wichita.
1: Wichita Kansas. The
0: response from the Wichita Symphony Orchestra to our previous episode on Bruckner Sixth was tremendous. Was fantastic.
1: We were thrilled to be
0: talking about it. Yeah, I mean, way to go, Wichita. Way to. You know, their board president shared it with their entire board. That's that's great. That that's exactly. Must be very what proud we, that, that our, a...
1: our ruminations and opinions yeah. were were you know. Our enthusiasm caught on in Wichita. Yes,
0: and uh, thank you to Holly Mulcahy, their uh, intrepid concertmaster. Yes. And she uh, she did a post on her blog about the Anne-Sophie Mütter kefluffle <laughs> and uh, actually asked me to write a little bit about that, which I was happy to do, of course.
1: Very good. Yes,
0: yes. If you'd like to hear my voice, just
1: mm. let me know and I will
0: hold forth. <laughs>
1: We're just trying to spread the gospel of classical music, yep. as it were, two by two, and to cultivate the enthusiasm
0: for the audience. Yeah, and they do great work. And Jesus sent them forth two by two, and uh, for you, that's right. Bible, well, kids out there.
1: That's right. Go forth and multiply.
0: I, it's physically <laughs> no, impossible. Not, John. Not. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving <laughs> right along. Um, <laughs> Carmina Barana. That is actually quite a Carmina Barana topic you <clears throat> well, just it, brought up.
1: Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It is. The voices of spring, as it were, and the sap is rising. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> yes. what it's all about.
0: The voice of the Goliard
1: <laughs> is heard in our land. The Goliard <laughs> is heard in her gland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: very, very, very punny. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, yeah, so the Goliards. This is the largest remaining, yeah, maybe the only remaining, uh, Evidence that the Goliards existed because there were two types of performers in the Middle Ages. Yeah, they were kind of the.
1: um, If if the Middle Ages was the 4077th, you know, mobile army surgical hospital, (laughs) they were the swamp.
0: (laughs) Okay, you're talking about MASH. I'm talking about MASH. Yeah, they
1: were were the swamp tent. That's right. right. And so they kind of like bounced out.
0: (laughs) Yes. But they they had a good time while they were there. They started as a sect. Of the clergy there was only there's only the Catholic Church at the time there was one church and their uh, duty as they saw it was to um, highlight the distinction or the um, I can't think of the word there was doctrine and then there was practice and they made well, the dichotomy fun. yes they made fun <laughs> of that you know there, it's a very very Good way to go about things because if yes. you get in trouble, if you get in trouble, you can say I, I was just joking.
1: Right? Yeah, they just got a little too too into the side that they were. Yeah, and then they're like,
0: hey, what kind of like this, this is fun. Yeah, so it got really raucous. Really, yeah, I would say almost rancid. It, that's a good word. Yeah, that's yeah. a very good way of putting it. Yeah. Uh, so they. The Carmina Barana is texts
1: from the Goliards. And you were saying that the Goliards represent the carnal yes. uh, counterpoint to the uh, chaste love of the Troubadours.
0: Yes, the Troubadours and chivalrous love. So
1: you have Il Trovatore versus Karl Orff.
0: Right. Or you've <laughs> got uh, Tannhäuser versus. Carmina the, the The baritone. Oh, w- Wolfram von this Wolfram. Wolfram, yes. 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 So Tannhäuser and the character, Tannhäuser, in Act 2, making a case for the Venusberg for, you know, physical love. Right. And, and you have
1: Wolfram singing about the purity of oh, the evening star. Oh, du meine yeah. the Abendstern. Right.
0: And so it's the sacred and the, the, the profane. And Carmina Brann is all profane. It's pretty profane. It's the profane poetry. It's as profane as it gets. It's, you know, one of the poems <laughs> that's not in or setting, he said about 10% of the, the poems. It's about 240, and I think you said twenty. Would you rate it, like, would you rate it R or X? This is rated PG-13. You really? think PG-13? I'm thinking what? at least R. For Karl Orff's version, I'm saying PG-13. Okay. Yeah. But there is a poem that's not set by Orff that talks about a 10-hour encounter with Venus herself. And they weren't, you know...
1: That's the kind of thing, if you have one of those for 10 hours, you go to the doctor, That's right. get to a hospital.
0: Get to Yes. If you have a 10-hour conversation-
1: With Venus. With
0: Venus. Yeah. Air quotes.
1: That's right. Yeah, It's that yeah. little blue pill.
0: But I want to talk about the swan.
1: The swan. The, the swan. The, the, which is a fascinating song because of the, the way that yeah. the tenor can sing it, the ways it can be presented. I've heard it twice this spring. I heard it with a counter tenor and mm-hmm. I heard it with a high-voiced squillo tenor. Ah. Uh, who both have merit. Both have merit. Um, it's it's hard to sing those the, that, that high, you know, with the kind of invective yes. because he's singing. He's a swan who's being roasted, and who's duct- about to be eaten, eaten. Yes. and then that sort of implies what else is about to happen to right. him after he's digested. Digested,
0: it. yes, and and then and ceremoniously issues. probably tossed out of a bucket onto the street.
1: And yeah. the swan being a great sign of purity. Yes. Around going the world. Back
0: to, going back to ancient Greece, the bringers of light, they're associated with Apollo and uh, knowledge and not enlightenment, you know, enlightenment didn't exist as a as a concept, maybe holiness. Sure. Um, sure. I mean, and so for someone to be eating a swan, first of all, it's illegal to kill swans in every country around the world. It's a big deal to kill a swan to this day. So the the... The power of this image of a swan being consumed is very applicable in our current day and age.
1: There are consumeristic, cultural uh, consumption, the quality of of what it is that we're consuming in such great amounts and then just evacuating (laughs) all over ourselves Yeah, it's uh, it's of what we're
0: saying. uh, Our culture takes what is finest currently debases, and, and debases it debases it brings it down and makes it into something it. to be eaten yeah uh, it's all very third chakra if you want to get into the chakra, <laughs> <laughs> the heart being the first of the higher levels the you know root chakra is the is your existence and then the orange the sacral chakra is your relationships and sexuality and then the solar the yellow here is your appetite and food okay. and that's about where our culture stops is it cuisine Right, We we confuse food with culture and fineness and refinement. Oh, I had this wonderful goose, goose, blah, 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 with a microwave, da, da, da. You're still down here. You haven't reached the higher levels of consciousness, which start at the heart.
1: And so when we think of concert experiences, instead of making the effort to go and concentrate for three hours, we we think, oh, I can go to a convenient two-hour concert of of a lesser art form, and I'm sorry, but there are there are greater and lesser levels of complexity yeah. Yeah. and craftsmanship that go into it, and then I can just consume that, and then having satisfied that appetite, uh, rather than than have have then it have goes down it, instead of coming up. instead of yeah. coming up in, into yeah. this kind of an experience, we just evacuate it, yeah. Yeah. And that's uh, so where, that's that's the theory of being are, are we cultural swan eaters or yes. are we cultural swan growers? Yes cultivators,
0: cultivators. Venerators Yeah, right? yeah. And uh, if you're going to the Wichita Symphony here hear in you are on the swan cultivation. Field. That's right.
1: Yes. the despite the fact that <laughs> this is a, a somewhat carnal text right uh, nevertheless the artisanship and I have to say you know I mean I, I did do, having done a little research into uh, Orff in some of his other aspects uh, uh, the this is the the middle cantata of a, of a trilogy actually there's uh, Cthulhu Carmina and the triumph of Aphrodite mm, okay uh, neither of which are anywhere near the musical equivalent of Carmina Ah, Burana. This is a masterpiece, and as far as I can tell, it is Orff's masterpiece, but the other aspect of Carmina Burana, and I I offer this to any orchestral organization that might be listening, is that uh, Orff was the originator of a, 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 he, he was very deeply involved in Eurythmics, the idea of simple musical motives that can be sung and embodied in motion. Okay. Carmina Barana really is meant to be danced. The chorus should be in motion. Ah. This is a... d I've never seen it done. I'm sure it ha, I bet I'm it sure has. Someone's been, done it. Yeah. But but this is this is a significant challenge. If you get right down to it, the music of Carmina Barana, while very, very memorable in many mm-hmm. of the numbers yep. is not complicated. No. The orchestration is elaborate. Many combinations yeah, the of it's, very it's It's, it's very repeated pretty. motives, repeated mm-hmm. motives in sets of two, three, four, five times. Sometimes if, if, n- numbers of verses, and and they it, it's each song has a motive theme which is recycled and repeated, and that's the way Orff wanted it. He wanted his so music to be, be approachable. To move. I mean, listen to that. The famous, you know, dum bum bum The O Fortuna.
0: Yeah, yeah Fortuna. O Fortuna. The opening. Yeah.
1: How how complicated is that? It's not very. It's not. Yeah. One note, another note. One <laughs> note, note, another, another note. note. One note, another. Back to the same one. Let's add a third, and the other two. I mean, it's like really not <laughs> difficult music. Yeah. But what he does with it is mm-hmm. what is is where the challenges lie.
0: Yeah. Let's so. talk about the Will of Fortune real quick. The wheel of fortune. Uh, can I
1: buy a vowel? You,
0: you. I'd wager. like to buy an O. Wager just like a single
1: letter, and then a an fortuna, and then six. would okay. like to go for that. It o, o fortuna.
0: Yeah, O fortuna. Uh, the wheel of fortune is very ancient. The Romans had temples to Fortuna. Um, they would sacrifice to Fortuna before going into battle. Before starting to, whatever, it, whatever doesn't matter what the Romans did. Here's what the wheel of fortune is,
1: and that's what O Fortuna is talking about. It's right. a, the the very first number in the piece.
0: There's a lot of gambling that goes <clears throat> on in Carmina Burana. Yeah, like there's they're playing the dice. They're they're wagering. They're in the tavern. They're yeah.
1: drinking. They're making love. They're right. yeah.
0: Remember, these are all the vices. Right. right. Yes, and they're venerating the vices. They're swan eaters. They're
1: swan eaters yeah. for sure. They're uh, wallowing in so it. So
0: the wheel starts with. Uh, I shall reign.
1: I shall reign. Yes. Meaning, I'm here I am, I'm about to
0: take I, up potential. my potential. And then uh, the next quadrant is I reign.
1: I rock and reign. Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> the next one is I have reigned. And then the final section of the wheel is I have no kingdom. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. I, and, am, I am beshittified. And to me, that sounds exactly like... What I would imagine a three-day weekend in Vegas would be like, pretty much, if I gambled.
1: That's right. You're gonna, you'll, you, you may go away with some good memories, yeah. on the but way you're there, probably you're not gonna.
0: Like you're listening to Carmina Burana. You're walking Gonna rain. There. That's right. I'm gonna yeah. walk up yeah. that sports betting table. That's right. You, Take the over under on un, whatever. And you they, probably, and
1: uh, you, yeah. you'll probably win some, and then you'll spend the rest of it and leave mm-hmm. broke. Yep. With no even, thing. Hopefully, even possibly in debt. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so yeah that's a uh,
1: so Camino to barana i mean yeah. uh, wichita get out there and it's a lot uh, of fun get out there and say it. it is a it is a fascinating piece i mean
0: uh i don't want to belittle it in any way but i would say it's more fun than artistic yeah i think that's fair yeah
1: i think he meant it to be that way i, oh, I mean sure, okay I, I there there are if you really want to get technical and philosophical about it i i think it has its questionable aspects Philosophically, I mean, and, and in as much as what what philosophies does this really go with ah. in the twentieth century? But I mean, that's <laughs> that's that's a matter of, of history rather than I think than than uh, than than present concern. Yeah. Um, uh, but no, I think he meant it to be fun. I, I think he wanted his music to be approachable. The thing about katuli Carmina*, I mean, it literally has people screaming. Uh, in it's it. one of those nah and it's also it's like for two pianos and chorus with like percussion instruments it's like no oh. the, the, no N- then we get to something truly masterful okay. and then Afrodite is like meh. it's boring it's a, it, the, the orchestra the orchestration it's, it's, it, is anywhere on the same level ah. with carmina Burana.
0: Hmm.
1: what well. he does with the orchestra in this is absolutely thrilling it is it's thrilling yeah. and um you're not going to regret it if you go hear it so so, looking forward yeah. to I'm um, looking forward to see what some others reviewers yeah. have to say about it. All right. Wish we could be there. Said. Yeah. And
0: classical, classical rebellion. rebellion. All right, let's keep rolling. Okay.